the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is a Wednesday. We are hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day. We are closer to Friday than we were on Monday. And believe me, after coming back from vacation, that is a good thing. Because uh, this morning, I had a hard time crawling out of bed. I really did. I was sleeping like a log. I was out of it. And... Uh, I've set my phone up now that when the alarm goes off now, my flasher goes off. So that's what really wakes me up. There's something about when you're laying on your right side and you're facing the table where your phone sits and you've got like 10 gigabytes of uh, power being blown up in your face tends to wake you up. So I got up, did my thing, and here I am today and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Don't forget that uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman in the next hour, a lot of stuff to talk about on what's going on in the House right now. They're, they're, they're out there playing uh, Mexican roulette. Can I say that? Am I all, is it all right for uh, me to say that? I think it's all right to say it on here. Okay, well, anyway, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to say it anymore. But they're, they're, they are really eyeball to eyeball right now. I will tell you this, they won't let the United States default. That's not going to happen. And uh, I I don't think they're going to, um, I think that they'll okay the uh, the budget here by the end of the week. That's just what I think. By the way, you need to tune in on Monday. I'm going to give you an early warning about this uh, because David Mitchell is going to be on with me from over at UCA from the Arkansas Center for Research and Economics. He comes on about oh, once a quarter, and he's going to talk about all this tax stuff. I mean, it was only a few days ago that the president of the United States said that a $3.5 trillion budget wasn't going to cost you anything. Yeah. Now, if you believe that, you got a serious mental condition. I'm, just, I'm I'm being honest here. You don't know nothing about economics. Well, we talked last week, you know, just uh, uh, just about you know the the three point five trillion and the other one point five trillion. We talked about just the little things in it that yeah. uh, uh, you know Joe Biden and the IRS, you know, wanting to have all your uh, information if you do any transactions six hundred dollars or more. It's kind of scary. 
Yeah, and I think that standard rate, the IRS yeah, again, because the standard rate is to I think Congressman Hill said it's usually about ten thousand dollars is is when when you know they can say hey we need to know more about this account now it's six hundred dollars they want to do six hundred dollars or more uh, it's just yeah. but they can't even get your tax returns out in a timely manner what manpower do they have to look after every account that does six hundred dollars well, Biden or more? wants them to have a whole lot more manpower. Uh. Is it, are we going to find out why they needed all those guns and bullets uh, during Obama's administration? No. <laughs> yeah, we might. <laughs> and show up at your door. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. It's not good. So we're going to talk about that Monday, and we'll break down, you know, what is in these uh, budgets and, you know, what, for instance, when they say infrastructure in the, the infrastructure that has been um, – between the Republicans and the uh, the Democrats, where they agreed on a few things, how much of that money is going to really be used in what we have typically called infrastructure? And the answer is less than 10%. That sounds about right. Less than 10%. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that with him Monday. We'll talk about when did the Democrats decide that there was infrastructure and there was social infrastructure because that's what the 3.5 trillion dollars is all about it's called social infrastructure if you want to know who came up with that name it was bernie sanders Mm. so just know that that is his baby that's why he's pushing it so hard so we'll get into that seriously monday and break it apart and deconstruct it but we'll talk about it today as well when we have uh, Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman on uh, between seven, seven thirty, seven thirty-five, and eight o'clock because there's going to be vo- some votes on that pretty soon. Uh, I talked to uh, Congressman Hill. I've been reading some things on the internet, and here's what I know when I read things on the internet: not everything on the internet is true. That's right. That's what I know, and so I call him. I call his office, and I want to know about his vote on red flag laws. They they asked me were there any questions I particularly wanted to talk about, and I said his you know, the whole thing about red flag laws, and he said he'd be happy to talk about it. He wants people to understand that people are making a whole lot of mountains out of nothing. Yes. So we'll talk about that. Yes. So that, that's coming up uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. So if you're, you know, gun owners of Arkansas or somebody else, yeah. and you're, you've been hearing a lot of stuff, you can hear it right from the horse's mouth here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah. I already told him I'm going to yeah. talk to him about that. Well, the Garland County GOP chairman, Matt McKee, made a statement about it because it was just all a bunch of baloney. Uh, uh, Senator Alan Clark posted about it. Uh, and you just have to know the process. But it's easy for people that are running for office to share negative things about other people just to try to prove a point. Uh, but it's sad that the, the the same people that call the liberal media fake news are the ones that are spreading fake news themselves. Okay. Well, that's obvious at times. Yeah. And I, I, I really I'm concerned that I I hear people say things like this. The other side has gotten where they're at by hook or crook. That's right. By lying or telling whatever 
falsehoods they want to, and we need to do the same. No, we don't. I will tell you, if it takes lying, if it takes, you know, smoke and mirrors to get something done, I want no part of it. Yep. I, I really don't. I don't want to have any part of it. And uh, I just ask you to be careful about what you what you share with people. And uh, because there's certain people I talk to that I know check on the validity of the people who are making the statements. Yep. And uh, some people, I wouldn't use their material if they paid me yeah. to use but it. You know what? The, I think I think also is it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, It really is. I think we live in a world where we punish people for being wrong. And I, I don't believe that. So even if you do share something that's wrong or whatnot, the right thing to do is say, hey, you know, I made a mistake. I, I, I misunderstood yeah. or whatever. But the problem, again, is the people that share the fake news, they find out that they were wrong or they misinterpreted the information they got. And they, they don't, don't share it. that. They don't share that. They no. don't admit it. And so when we do that, we're no different than the socialists, the screaming socialists, the screaming progressives that scream down other folks, that that uh, lie, uh, that, that misrepresent people. We're no different than them. And uh, we're better than that because we're the party of tradition, of decorum, of dignity. And also we're the party, not to say we don't have other religions, but the majority of our party are Christians. And we always start, I tell you, we always start every meeting and every gathering with prayer, uh, and somehow for some meetings it's just the agenda item, and mm-hmm. that's what I really don't like. And so if you if you're you know you're telling people you're a Christian and all those other things, well you got to act like it. Well, I, I do know this: what they did in Texas with abortion, that's right, has brought the left out of the shadows and now they're really saying what they really believe i talked about this last week i I just don't i it is unbelievable it is the one issue that they are willing to die on the hill what's their holy sacrament yeah it really really is it is it's a religious thing for them and i talked to one of my liberal friends i said y'all were getting close to being more pro-life just 10 years ago you had uh, Democrats talking about no third trimester, no second trimester, you know, rare, all this other things where, you know, we were debating uh, at that point. You know, I believe life begins at conception, but we were debating on, you know, when they were debating on when can you have an abortion. Mm-hmm. But they went from being rare, possibly no abortion in the second trimester to, to whenever, to whenever, even yeah. when the baby's born. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Ken Yang's here. He, of course, is the uh, chairman of the Sling County GOP, also chairman of the chairs yes. of the state GOP. He'll be with us. Wayne Beach is going to stop by with me. Uh, Hill will be with us since 7 o'clock, Westerman at 735. you got a lot to hear today. got a lot to, uh, to hear and talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. East End Towing reminds you no matter the situation, and that can be locking your keys in the car, having a flat tire out on the highway, your car breaking down out on the highway, that East End Towing can handle it, and they've got the answers because they understand towing, and they want you not to find your car in some lockup somewhere. 
Uh, give them a call. Let them take care of you. In fact, put their phone number in your in your phone. So if you need them, you can call them. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. All right, so Ken Yang is here just walking in. He's a little late, but uh, I knew that he was coming. And we got... Uh, uh, Wayne Beach here today uh, as well. And Wayne, if you were listening when we were coming in, one of the things that I'm very concerned about that I'm seeing happen more and more is people who have said to me, people that I have met and have told me that they're going to fight fire with fire and what they're going to do is act like the people on the left are acting like and uh you know shout people down and and uh just just raise all kinds of hell and i'm just going to tell you uh if that's what you think you need to do you're wrong if you if you notice dave anytime you hear uh hear me say we do need to uh have open discussions and open dialogue but we need to maintain our civility composure and respect for other other people and and uh, and I think that uh, Ken would agree with me on that. that well, you, that's what we that's what we've just been talking yeah, about. Man. Is that you can still you can still get your point across? You can still talk to have an open discussion. I even had an open discussion with Joyce Elliott, and you know, and everybody else is having a problem with her. And I asked her, and I said, uh, "Don't we want to be transparent? And don't we want to have?" Things? And she said, "Sure." I said, and "She was agreeing with everything I was saying." And yeah. that's why that's why I was wanting the camera she, she doesn't on she doesn't meeting. run her office that way, but that's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. All right, but look, I mean, I've had Joyce on my show. People right. know that I'll have anybody on my show. I agree with you. As but you respect as, them. Yep, and you maintain I, I give them the re- and you Look, they have respect of their office. That's right. Whether you like that or not, they got the respect of their office. Right. Do they respect you? Some of them don't. I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah. But you want to know what? There's some Republicans that don't respect you. <laughs> well, you know, back, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago, I think that uh, uh, Tom Cotton had, had said that he was going to, that he would support red flag laws. Mm-hmm. And I met him over in Stuttgart and, and cornered him up in a corner and and and, uh, and I said I said Thomas let me ask you a question and it was just me and him and I said you brought problem about want to back off your support for that red flag law issue he said man he said go back and tell everybody I changed my mind uh huh I'm against it well he's been very very reticent about it now and he does he, not support yeah. him and that's I think that's but but the thing is is that. Uh, this one concerns a lot of gun owners here, and you know how gun owners are really, really sensitive about anything that even Sometimes appears to too them. much. And we just need to we need to look at it and ask ask them that that are making those that's making the, the votes or whatever. We need to make make sure that we have that dialogue and we ask them. Says, what do you you know? Why did you vote that way? And I want to say, and and also, what's your interpretation of it? Mm-hmm. You don't have to attack them. You can just have open dialogue because they can they can have a. They'll talk to you. Yeah, sure they will. I mean, I I know this for a fact. French Hill will talk to you. Sure, it's like the lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim Griffin. He'll give you his cell phone number, and so will Tom. Tom will too. Yeah, so you can call him and and tell him that you're concerned. 
and uh, if they hear enough concern from enough constituents they uh, they do a lot of thinking about what their point is and sometimes the what i found also is that the uh um i think one of the comments that that uh that french had made to one of his constituents that that he didn't have uh, he didn't know what was on all, in all the bills and that concerned me right and it's just like like we have here in the state we've got we've got bills that are being passed or voted on that people aren't even reading and 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 you know that they hadn't they hadn't read anything on the bill and yet they they vote for it or against it but they hadn't they then you ask them says well have you read the bill and they say no well i'll be honest with you I've known for a long time. I'm sure you've known this for a long time. That's why you have a staff. That's right. Uh, you have them read bills for you, mm-hmm. and they they know what you want to know. Right, and they kind of give you the what do they call that? The cliff notes. Yeah, uh, of what's going on. You because know? I agree. You know, there, those guys, there's no way under God's blue sky that they can read from you know, page one to whatever is the ending page, and not there is not even one of them that is 100% up on everything that's being taught, taught in any bill. Especially on a bill that's got 20, you know, 2,000-something pages, mm-hmm. like, like, the, uh, like the defense bill. And, and, but I, I, you always wonder, it's just like, remember Pelosi said one time, says, we're going to have to pass a bill before we know what's in it. Yeah, she had a shell bill for, uh, you know, Obamacare is yeah. what she had, and they were yeah. going to stuff a whole lot of stuff in it. Right, and so so that's why. And that's not would, unusual, by the way. I understand, <laughs> but I'm I'm concerned about the other stuff that that the Democrats are sticking in a lot of these bills. For instance, uh, the immigration reform stuff that should be in there. Some of the reparation things that that are hidden, but they're actually reparations. Yeah. And then, and then you look at this morning. There, they've got, they've got a. Uh, uh, I was listening on a uh, uh, on that news as I was coming in. Your news yeah. uh, deal, and they they were talking about that you're now that you can change your gender on your passport without any documentation, just arbitrarily just change your gender. That's what they're pushing for now. And and I'm wondering how many of these things are hidden in the bills. Do we need to have extra staff, or do we need to be more vigilant? Uh, do we need to make sure that that they that his staff or, or whatever or who's their staff does? Well, I think Ken would agree with us. You always have to be vigilant about what the, especially about the Democrats. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you right now, especially they're, they're trying to sneak stuff in left and right. I mean, we can get into that with Congressman Hill. He'll talk about it. There are so many bizarre things that money's being spent on. Yeah. That well, that's why money should a, never that's, be spent. That's why on. you have a Republican caucus, a minority leader. And you have two hundred plus Republican uh, congressmen, and then you know, obviously m- many of them work in tandem together. So what one staff doesn't catch, another office's staff does catch. Uh, you know, I, I always find it uh, uh, funny the the people that criticize our uh, congressional delegation or even our legislative delegation as a travel state. And, and they're criticized based on a certain bill, and you ask them, well, have you read it yet? And the answer is typically no. And it's like, okay, well. <laughs> and that's know. right. And that's that's why yeah. I pulled up the bill. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but, uh, you know, and that, that that's that's where it's funny is people want to 
uh, criticized. And, and, and it's one thing to say that, uh, you know, we need civility or whatnot. But the, the problem also now is social media. People hide behind, you know, what I call their keyboard courage. Uh, they've got keyboard courage. They post whatever they want. And then there are no real, real repercussions for uh, what they post. So. And what I post any anymore for instance on my facebook page for you who are watching right now uh is that uh, i i post all kinds of news articles mm. i i want you to have as much information as you possibly can uh tomorrow we'll be joined by senator bozeman he's going to be on and we're going to talk with him i'm working on getting senator cotton on in the near future and we'll be talking to him as well there's a lot of things that are out there right now that you have, you, you, I'm talking to you who's listening right now, have to be cognizant on. That's yeah. right. you got to know what's going on so that you can make a educated decision. All right, we've got news coming up bottom of the hour. Let's do that. Uh, then we'll come back and we'll talk some more. Ken Yang is here. He's the... Uh, GOP chairman down in Saline County and the chairman of the GOP chairmen across the state. Wayne Beach is here as well. We'll be joined by Senator Hill and Senator Westerman in the near future. Want to uh, get your house in good shape? Wanting to sell it right now? Because selling your house right now is hot, hot, hot. I've got house on one side of me selling. Got a house across the street next to me selling. And uh, I'm talking about selling. I'm doing some work on my house to look at uh, selling my house at this time. But one of the things that you'll want to have in good repair uh, for your home, because you're going to have somebody come out and do an inspection on your house, is your roof. You want your roof in good shape. If it's not in good shape, uh, it can cost you a lot of money if you try to sell your house. So get PI Roofing out to your home and walk your uh, your roof and uh, tell you where some work might need to be done. Maybe a new roof needs to be put on, or maybe you're really in good shape and you get a you know 100% two thumbs up, you're in good shape. But you need to know it, and you need to be able to tell the prospective buyer where it stands, and you can do that by getting the professionals out to take a look at your roof, and that's PI Roofing. Just go to their website. Their website is where you can do everything you need to do. Go to piroofing.com. All right, Ken Yang's here, sitting across from me. Uh, Wayne Beach is sitting at about 1 o'clock across from me, and uh, I'm sitting on the other side. I'm sitting at 6, six o'clock. That kind of help you. That's, that's my military thing going on here so that you know what's going on so i you know what i'm sitting at, at six o'clock it means i got your six keep that in mind if you're military you know what i'm saying trying to give you as much information as you need to be able to make a qualified decision about the issues that are being faced in our country right now and there are some major issues i hope that you spent some time i don't know going on facebook or or, or uh, going on um, YouTube or wherever you went and you watched maybe over to um, it's Brian Lamb's uh, uh, organization that you know puts up uh, all the meetings on uh, television and stuff uh, and that you watched the generals yesterday in front of 
uh, the Senate Armed Services Committee. There were some things that were said in that meeting that should concern you. Especially about Miley when he was uh, when he was talking uh, talking about uh, uh, Pelosi. You know, they started asking about all these interviews he did for all these different books. And uh, in the books, evidently, that are going to come out, Pelosi is pushing Miley about, you know, that um, who has the right to launch nuclear missiles and things. That that Pelosi doesn't know that, first of all, concerns concerns me. Mm -hmm. All right? Really concerns me. But uh, that she... She pushed Miley in such a way as to try to get him to say that, don't worry, you know, uh, uh, Speaker of the House, I won't let that happen. Concerns me even more. It means he's in charge. Yeah, he's, if he's you, start reading, you start reading around the edges of yeah. what was being done there, it says coup is what it says. That's right. I mean, there's a reason why our founders made the president who is a, Commander-in-chief. Commander-in-chief, everyday civilian, the commander-in-chief, not the military officer, mm-hmm. uh, head head of our army. There's a there's a rhyme and reason. We, we were just talking off air about history. There's a rhyme and reason why we, why we do those things. And yeah, you should know why. It's called pick up a book. I'm just saying. Pick <laughs> up a book and do some reading. You know, and when you talk to uh, uh, some of your elected officials, and I talked to one, I think I told you about that, that uh, – that didn't know about it. He should have known, but he did. He said, uh, "Aren't they, aren't they checking them at the border?" And yeah, and I'm going like, "Huh?" I said, "No." Aren't they testing them? Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they testing them? For, aren't we for, testing no. them like we're testing our own people? Uh, Jen Saki said there was no need to test them because they're not going to stay. They're here not going to stay. They're just going to be here a little bit. I, <laughs> if you didn't hear that, I mean, she actually said that. I know. And we all know how ridiculous that is, you what just she just said. Listen. You have to listen to what they're saying. Yeah, and listen to Pelosi. She's a scary woman. She really is. She, you know what she is? She's nothing more than a power whore. That's what she is. Yeah. She's, she's, she's just to, like Biden. You know, historically, you know, I, I said historically, you would have disagreed with Pelosi, but you had some semblance of respect for her because she told that that line within the democrat party not anymore uh, but now she'll tell whatever line is required for her to keep the speakership and see that that's what i'm worried about that i'm i'm seeing some people on our side saying well because they do it then we should do it no don't count me in on that i'm not part of that i'm like the beatles you know you can carry around your little book of chairman Mao. i'm not into that anyhow so just keep that in mind. That's where we were talking about the standard. It's just like just like that Republican platform of principles that you look at. Let's go back to the standard. What this is what we all believe in here in the state that all supposed the Republicans, to be. We voted unanimously for it in the in the in the state convention more than more than one year. We've done it the last two years. It's, and it's that's what we go back to. We go back to that the Bible. And our Constitution, both the state and the federal Constitution. If you notice, when Iverson came in here, what did he have with him in his hand every time he come in? He had a Bible, that platform and principles, and a Constitution. That's right. Arkansas and 
federal. That's right. All right. Yeah. He always came in with all four of, of those things. I wish we could still have him on, but he's in a position now that he can't be on. Yeah. It's like I try, I'm explaining to everybody. I've had several people say, where'd Dallas Green go? Because they like Turby on the air. And I said, she's not able to do that because she's gotten involved with Steve Landers' campaign. And that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Now, you know, and, she's, and she's so, in, a, in a good position. Hopefully, they can get Steve Landers, I think, uh, elected as mayor of Little Rock and get some fiscal responsibility back to the city. Right. Fiscal responsibility and and, uh, and some trust back in uh, with our with that uh, uh, police force here yeah. in Little Rock. As well you, as get all, you got all that. But here here's the key. The, the Republican Party of Arkansas platform doesn't refer to the federal people. That's the party of the GOP, all right? Mm-hmm. This is where your, 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 uh, your folks on the quorum court should be adhering to when they make decisions on your city council. So they should be adhering to these principles when they make decisions and uh, if if they're voting and they're saying they're Republicans and they're they're voting for bond issues of millions and millions of dollars and things, mm-hmm. that's not a Republican uh, Arkansas uh, principle. Principle. I mean, you got lower taxes to produce economic growth, mm-hmm. lower taxes, not higher taxes, and say it's going to produce economic growth, but lower taxes. That's right. You know, it's something that people got to understand. And we got to hold people to it. I, I I think the big mistake that people make locally is that they they look at the people who are running and go, "Well, I've known him since high school. I'll vote for him." Yeah, yeah. I've known him. Oh, since, he looks and you good. Yeah, you don't good. even you don't even know what they think or That's what right. they stand for. That's right. Yeah. And you know? he's a he's a good guy. I often say this: Oh, our our kids play ball together. We sit next to each other mm-hmm. in church. Their grandpa was the coach of my kids blah 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 all that can still happen yeah all of them all of that can still happen. you can still be friends with these people that your kids can still play with each other all that can still happen that doesn't mean that you have to support someone just because of your certain types of relationships with them no, i agree with that wholeheartedly i i've got friends that we don't even see close to eye to eye politically oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but guess what? We we're like to go friends. hunting. Yeah, we're still friends. We're still <laughs> drink beer together. You know everything else. Yeah. Uh, you know one of the one of the things that I see, I won't vote for you. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> one of the things is that I I see this happening a lot that people vote for a hollow suit. Somebody that has never done anything, they just come out of nowhere, and they they vote for them because they're talking just talking points. That's all they're doing, but they don't have any substance to them. And if you listen closely, like you said. And you start asking questions and actually talking to them, and that's why we need more people talking to your elected officials yep. and your candidates. If they, and, if you know more about the Constitution than they do, something's up. maybe they shouldn't be running, but you should be. Now, I'm just saying. All right, that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, you got to make that decision whether you're going to get in the arena yeah. or not. But Same. also, you know, but also it, it can't it can't be a purity test. Yeah, I tell people all the time. If you want someone that agrees with you, eighty twenty. Yeah, if you want someone that agrees with you one hundred percent of the time, then it's the guy that's looking at you in the mirror in the morning. 
That's it. Well, yeah. I, I got to tell you, if the guy that I look at in the mirror every morning was in charge, we'd be in much better shape. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> in your, no. That's your perspective. But I, I, what I'd like to say is uh, just like I, I ask, uh, I ask a lot of, a lot of uh, legislators and elected officials and candidates, says, you know, are you going to be voted in to represent yourself, the governor, or somebody else? your big donors or anything, are you going to represent the people that actually voted for you? Well, when you come into office, you take an oath, all right? And the oath is to protect the Constitution. That's right. Both state and federal. Yeah. That's what you're taking care of. And then you have to remember who, remember who got you there. Yeah. You don't shed the R just after you get elected. Yes, it, you now represent then whatever constituency you represent. You're no longer in a race. But at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, especially Republicans, the people that you're trying to please over there on the left, even if you did something nice for them or whatever, they don't they're care. not. They're <laughs> still not going to vote for you. No, nope. they're still right. not going to support. But they'll you. harass you. That's right. And I tell people all the time. Do you know what you'll find if you're on the right and you're going over there towards the middle all, all the time? I say, you know what? All you're going to find over there is a primary opponent. Yep, that's good. That's a good point. And we'll we'll hold on that. That that was good. Huh? Can I write that down? Okay, I that's, will. I'll that's use a, that. That's that's truth. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Wayne Beach with me, along with uh, uh, Ken Yang on the Dave Ellswick Show. Fourteen minutes till seven on a Wednesday. On our way to Friday and rain today and tomorrow. I think we got about fifty percent chance yes. that we're going to get a shower. Just keep that in mind as well because the roads will be slippery if it rains because of the oil and things that are are on them. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. More coming your way in a moment. All right, we're down to the last uh, 10 minutes here of the first hour. Coming up in the next hour, uh, it's our Wednesday trip to D.C. that we make here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Congressman French Hill will be on with us uh, during uh, the first half of next hour. And then we'll have uh, Congressman Westerman on. I can tell you two things that I specifically told uh, Congressman Hill I wanted to talk about. One was red flag laws. Uh, there's People have questions about uh, where he stands on that. And then the second one deals with the Confucius Center on the campus of UCA. I want to know why it's still there. That, that baby needs to be closed down. And I want to talk to... Uh, uh, the congressman about that and how they're pursuing that and how they're going to try to do it. I, I understand that he's not happy with it either, but uh, we need we need some movement on it. You would have thought they would have closed down the Confucius Institute after about what three years ago, where they had that Chinese professor of there. Yeah, U of two a. years ago. Yeah, they got arrested. But and you it's know, still we, there. Yeah, but what do we know? Because what Elizabeth Warren had a Chinese spy in her office. Yeah. Oh. So and then you got what Zing Zing or whatever her name was. Yeah, <laughs> you you wonder about that too. Fling Fling or what? Uh, you know, the, you know what now yeah. reminds sounds like. It sounds like thirty years ago during a time that we called the Cold War with Russia. That's what we've got going on right now, whether we like it or not, with China. Yeah, well, it's that uh, that congressman that uh, ran for president, the one that farted on TV. Uh, now, now this uh, i eric, gotta hear this the guy that ran for a uh, president eric falwell something whatever congressman yeah. whatever and his girlfriend or the his 
girl he was sleeping with yeah. was also a, a well, she Chinese was, spy. Yeah, she was well, that, that was intelligence. Yeah, that's yeah. what you were talking about. I just young remember, guy. Yeah, I just remember he farted on TV when, during an interview one time on CNN. I didn't, I didn't know he farted on TV. Yeah, though. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I just, I just, everybody needs to understand that. I would too if I got caught like that. I'd probably fart big too. Our, our number one enemy, although I would say terrorism is a very close number two. Yes. Is China. Yes. China I, I, is our I, number I, I one wish, enemy. I wish, and I don't know, I, I've asked this, and no one ever gives me a straight answer. Every single congressman, all 535 of them in both houses uh, combined should get a bio, a detailed bio of Xi Jinping in China to understand his life and where he is coming from and how he is closer to Chairman Mao than any uh, president of China since Chairman Mao. And so so many people do not understand that. He looks so nice. He smiles Uh, all the time, you know. (laughs) He is bad. He has taken control of that country harder than Hu Jintao and Jiang Zemin has ever done He's the new Mao, man. He is. And, uh, um, I mean, they have gone, you know, there is that talk about, oh, China slowly getting into that capitalist, you know, phase. And I mean, when Xi Jinping became president and chairman, I mean, he shut that down real mm-hmm. quick. I wonder, yeah. do we still have a, a uh, uh, does ASA still have a office over there? Uh, I think they're still, they're, the, the funding still passed to allow them to have, oh, they, they never really had an office office, but to allow them to travel and do, do you know, economic development because we do business with them when it comes to selling rice and other exports. I understand. Yeah, I'm just wondering if we were, were in and what that relationship is now. No. Well, what they says, governor, probably still really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because Asa is of the school. Now look, Asa is of the school, and at one time I was even of this school. Yeah. Uh, because I I believed what what uh, what uh, what Kissinger was saying. Uh, and I I believed it from a, what I thought was a a well logically set out point is that if you could get your enemy to accept being part of the world and doing business with the world yes. and making money with the world, what would happen is people would make more money in your country. And what would happen over time, not overnight, but over time, you would see a change in the people who were running that country and more freedom. With China, it has not worked. It's very obviously it has not worked. There were some slow changes, especially under uh, Jiang Zemin, uh, who really loved – it was fascinated, fascinated by the Western world. Uh, but also, you know, Kissinger, you know, Kissinger you know, also understood that you have to also understand your enemy. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, you, you're going to have to do business uh, to, for the for your economy to grow here in the U.S. And part of doing business, doing business with Russia, doing business with China. But the, I think we've forgotten that when you do a business with the Chinese company, it is not a private company. No. And these legislators and these congressmen, they say, oh, well, they're a private company. There's nothing private 
it's about owned, that company. It's owned by the CCP. It's owned by the CCP. They report to the CCP. Yeah. In fact, is your iPhone, mm-hmm. right, is made by the largest the largest electronic manufacturer in the world, okay? And let me tell you something. It's owned by the CCP. Yeah, it is. It's so it's the 5G, all the 5G equipment. And that's what I'm saying. Well. You know, Huawei or whatever their name is. Uh, and, and they're putting things in to their phones yeah. that allow them to track you and track I mean, things at, within at the government. At this point, it, you know, people say, oh, don't download that, don't do this. And at this point, like, they already got whatever they That's need. right. They yeah. got what they need. I'll download whatever. The thing is, all of the rest of it. The thing is, they can track you anywhere you go with this thing anyway. Yeah. So if you got in your pocket, they know where you're at. Well, that's why I laugh at the people who say they're not getting the shot. Because there's nanobots in it, so they can tra- they can track you. Yeah. <laughs> they're tracking you right now, and you're allowing it. And you're listen, allowing and it. listening yeah. in and watching you. They turn yeah. your they remotely turn your turn yeah. your turn your TV on. on and watch what's going on in your living yeah. room or your bedroom. You know, Google admitted that when you you know was about a year ago, and they were in Washington that when you turn off location services, it doesn't really turn off location services. Not really. No. When you turn off the microphone, it doesn't really turn off the microphone. Mm-hmm. You want to know how you can turn all that off? Take out the chip and stomp the living crap out of it. Yeah, it's, that's what Hillary did. You know, she just yeah. takes them out there and beats them with a hammer <laughs> on the yeah. end of the road. You know, and just that's the way you get rid of them. Says they can't track them now. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. That's how it is. But yeah, China is our enemy. Yes. Don't don't think that uh, they're not. And we're we're seeing that work more and more uh, in the world economy now because they're buying up. And taking over a lot of these areas where all the rare minerals are at, and they're going to have control of them, and we're going to be sitting out in the cold well, if we they, don't watch ourselves. They had control of our, our pharmaceuticals and, and respirators, or the, uh, the those things whenever they put on the... Uh, you remember when yeah. this back to this thing first yeah, started? Oh, yeah. Supply chain. And yeah. suddenly, suddenly you realize that we just gave everything we have to China. I, I, are you wondering why you're not seeing new cars on the uh, car lots? It's because mm. of the chips that come from China, and they can't get them. Yeah, they're they're cannibalizing they cars say, out on lot. New yeah, cars. they're saying they're they've got a lot of sick people over there, so they can't work. Well, I think they probably got a letter from the party leadership saying, take some time off. (laughs) We're sorry sorry you you got COVID. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's take a break. We got more coming your way. Uh, We'll be talking to uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman. That's all coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. get into the seven o'clock hour on wednesdays we make a trip to washington dc in our minds so it's kind of like mr rogers neighborhood uh that we do 
And we we talked to Congressman French Hill and Congressman uh, Westerman, our two local congressmen, and 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 try to get a handle on what's going on in Washington D.C. And for this half hour or twenty five minutes, we got uh, Congressman French Hill with us. And Congressman, let me start off right away. There is confusion in the ranks of Republicans here in in the state of Arkansas. And it, and it deals with the red flag laws and a red flag law that people have uh, have found in the defense bill and things of that nature. Uh, some people say that you support red flag laws. I'm going to I want I want to give you a forum right now and let you talk about that. And and uh, I know that it's like playing telephone. It's like, you know, that old game the kids used to play and somebody was told something and then you pass that down the line and by the time you got to the end of the line, you had nowhere near the message uh, that the first person had been given. So let's hear it from you, as, as we all say. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. What's going on about red flag laws? Well, at the federal level, I don't support red flag laws. And uh, in my teletown hall this week, it was raised and a guy asked if there was a red flag law in the National Defense Authorization Bill, which we pass every year. And the short answer is no. I mean, there was a provision in the bill that's going to be taken out. I don't I didn't support the provision. It's in the bill. Republicans don't support the provision. We understand it's going to come out in the uh, conference with the Senate. The same language was in the last year's uh, National Defense Authorization Bill. We didn't support it then. It came out. It was not in the bill. So the bottom line is what people are calling a red flag law in the NDAA, in my opinion, from looking at it legally, it's not a red flag law. This guy on the telephone town hall said, man, this, this thing uh, is going to uh, impose a red flag law on me. And I said, no, what it does is it says if you're guilty of domestic battery in uniform in the military, you have the same penalties as a civilian does. So they're trying to align <clears throat> domestic battery uh, in uh, the military courts the same as civilian courts. And it does not mandate, mandate confiscation of firearms and all that. So in my opinion... What's in the bill isn't a red flag law, number one. But number two, we don't. none of us support the language that's in the bill. We don't think it's necessary. These things are already illegal. Uh, and so I believe it will come out in the, uh, in the conference with the Senate. So I don't think people should be worried about that. And then secondly, look, I have an A rating from the NRA. I don't support red flag laws. Nobody's defended uh, our Second Amendment rights to to bear arms, defend ourselves, defend our families uh, and our country more than I have. So all that's nonsense, and I appreciate you giving me a chance to talk about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, look, we, we talked about this in the first hour, mm-hmm. and that is a lot of people read something on the Internet or a friend says something to them in a conversation, mm-hmm. and they take it as gospel, and they start passing it around. Before I'll do anything of passing anything around like that, I'll call your office, and I'm going to talk to them and find out what's going on. And I know people can talk to you just like I talk to you and get your take on whatever it is that is bothering them. Yeah, that's why I always encourage people (laughs) to email the office, call the office, let us know what you're hearing. That's why I love the telephone town halls. We go through all the issues of the day, whatever people are reading, whatever they're concerned about. 
we got hundreds of people and sometimes thousands listening to that discussion. And I think it's a great way to communicate directly. But I think your advice is good because there's so much stuff out on the Internet. The Internet's a blessing because it allows us to research things so quick, so fast, and pull together so much information. But and it should uh, motivate. You know, it should motivate people to do that, too. Uh, we looked yeah. under it. was under Section uh, 529, I understand, uh, the language yep. uh, in that H.R. Yep. Uh, 4350. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And I know there were, like, what, uh, 75 Republicans that voted against it, as well as uh, 38 Democrats that voted against it. Is that correct? Yeah, well, the Democrats that voted against it don't support national defense. So it was right. all the— <laughs> They had a different motivation, <laughs> yeah. I understand. Market. And I know we that. have people who vote against the defense bill every year in the Freedom Caucus because mm-hmm. they don't like uh, the defense budget. And secondly, some people were upset that it requires the registration of young girls at 18 uh, for selective service. And so some people voted against the bill. Yeah, for that. talk about that, women being drafted, because that's yeah. that's come up. And is that a provision within the defense bill or is it not? It is in the bill, uh, it, uh, and it may not stay in in the Senate. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens in the next few days. It uh, requires eighteen-year-old, uh, <coughs> excuse me, eighteen-year-old women to register for selective service. But it has, you know, you have all the outs uh, for getting out of. A, there is no draft. We haven't had a draft since I was in before I was in high school. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not sure I even support the draft anymore. But as a strategic uh, matter registration is something that we have, and uh, so the bill equalizes that for 18 year old girls. But someone who doesn't want to go to combat, doesn't want to serve, they have a whole range of options to not serve as men do. Um, so I don't, I don't refer to it as drafting women because if we're drafting women in this country, then you and I are going back in because we're in trouble. Well, yeah, <laughs> if the draft comes back. It means we've got a world war. I mean, a real world war going on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, my dad, it, that won't school. be good. My dad just, my dad thinks that uh, some of our younger generation, especially men, could use a few years in the military. Mm. Well, I won't, yeah. I won't deny that. But I'll just say I was in the last drawing of the last draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I was like. 331 i think is what i was well one of the things one of the things too is that the the you have to look at you know we were talking about the draft i i thought of an idea is if we had a draft and they went through the basic training they actually learn how to shoot they actually learn how to take care of themselves they understood how to uh they respect authority and and all the things you go when you were in the military when you were drafted in the military and and you go through the basic training part of it, and maybe even the uh, the AIT. But whenever you get, uh, then you go into the reserve or into a into a National Guard uh, scenario to where you have somebody that you, if something happens in this world, something can happen overnight and within within you know thirty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have enough people to to bring up? to speed because how long does it take to train a soldier you remember during the vietnam war i think it was like what six weeks they were taking six to eight weeks or something yeah, i don't remember what it, it was and then, then and then you were sent over there and 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 well you learned it or not mm-hmm. but uh i think having some force over there and watching your numbers uh being able to have some force ready to go anytime 
and they have they have that training already, and they've had some AIT, so they've kind of got a little bit about you know some skill set. Well, but, I just know of how great condition American men are in now. I don't even know if they could get over the first that was fence. The, that was the next thing. <laughs> well, that was, you know, uh, the army. You know, uh, recruiting officers have a horrific time oh, yeah. uh, with even finding people who meet the minimum standards that's to go right. into the uh, Army. And that's not just uh, physical Fiscal. fitness. It's also our school system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's uh, we've had a collapse uh, generationally in physical fitness and mental fitness, uh, not only for service, but for a lot of things. So we've got challenges. You know, I've always admired the Israeli approach of everybody serves two years men and women i might add and uh uh, and uh you can stay in if you want to but it's part of a compulsory national service to build a spree de corps and have a talent pool and uh, uh, it's been great for their country here in this country we've tried over the years to either uh, have a mandatory national service for young people, which they could get out of if they're going on to higher education or if they go in the military or something like that, to let them have two years of growing up and working uh, in a key area and learning a key skill. But really, honestly, looking all the way back to the Clinton administration, those bills, those ideas have never, ever caught on with the american people and they've never caught on with more than 10 members of congress or the senate yeah there's not been a lot of traction there there isn't but you know we all as parents uh as people who've already who've lived a good portion of our lives we recognize all the benefits but when you do it collectively or you make it a mandate i mean it, it just does not sit well with the american people and we are blessed to have over a million people in our military who volunteer And we have the best trained, best equipped, uh, best morale U.S. military in American history. It's an all-volunteer force. All right. we got to take a break. And let me remind you about the IDF, that uh, out of the IDF came Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Just want to remind you about that. The lady who plays Wonder Woman, Congressman, was in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force. That tells us all we that, need to know. That's all you need to know. And she's got the lasso of truth. What can I tell you? And she has the skill sets, apparently. Uh, at least it's kind of like sleeping in that Holiday Inn, you know? Yeah, she does. She hey, does hey, on that. Hey, hey, Wayne, if you see her coming down the street, you cross the sidewalk. That's yeah, right. That's I'm it. on the other side. All right, Congressman, hold on. we got more to talk about. Let's talk about this spending spree the Democrats have in mind and what it can mean Uh, for america what it can mean for inflation and then let's talk what it can mean about the debt ceiling we'll talk about all of that when we return here on the dave ellswick show pat davis wants you to remind uh, wants to remind you it's that time for you to make sure you got health insurance uh save 30 to 50 percent on it by just talking to him you can start right there with him saving 30 to 50 percent on your health insurance And it is actual insurance. It's not a share plan. It can be any provider in the nation. There are no co-pays with the uh, insurance that he moves people to. And if there's a a check uh, or money after you've seen the doctor or urgent care area or even the hospital, that money doesn't go to the insurance company. It comes to you. Talk to him about it. 501 605 6935 or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com that's pat davis all right back with you dave ellswick show 
Our uh, special guest, as he always has this half hour reserved for him on Wednesdays, is Congressman French Hill. And Congressman, there is a there's a war going on at the House. Uh, you guys got a few guns short from being able to really get into it and and, and make uh, a super impact. But uh, yesterday, the the man, the majority leader of the Senate said. Hey, we're not going to advance the the debt ceiling, and uh, you know, so be it if we have to default. Uh, I don't think we're going to default. I think you guys are going eyeball to eyeball with the Democrats right now because, and you can probably share some of this with my listeners. A lot of that stuff that's being uh, you know financed uh, through this three point five trillion dollars. Uh, that the Democrats want to get through through reconciliation has nothing to do with infrastructure in any way, shape, or form, and is is totally against what a lot of Americans believe in. Well, Congress has a spending addiction. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and that's a bipartisan addiction in many ways. But the Democrats have taken it to a new level. And I've tried to put use these numbers to put a complicated subject just in straight relief. We spend about $4.5 trillion per year running the entire federal government. So Medicaid, Medicare, all the military, everything we do for every topic. And the Democrats are proposing this week on the floor to spend $5.5 trillion on top of that normal amount of money that we spend every year. Mm -hmm. They've gotten addicted to this from the pandemic. In the pandemic. We didn't know what the heck was going to happen with COVID-19. And last uh, March, April, May, we spent a colossal amount of money, almost $5 trillion, to figure out how to fight the COVID-19. And so we doubled American spending last year to fight the uh, pandemic, public health, get people back to work, pay people to stay connected to their job, all that stuff. Everybody knows that. And then this spring... The Democrats crammed through $1.9 trillion in extra spending. So they've already spent, on top of $4.5 trillion, $1.9. So we're now over $7 trillion that Joe Biden is cramming through on a Democrat-only set of votes. And that's why we have inflation. That's why we have skyrocketing problems. That's why we have people not getting back to work, even with 10 million job openings, because we're paying people not to work through a variety of different ways. And so... So you asked, does this infrastructure bill, how does it stack up against the rest of it? Well, the infrastructure bill is $1 trillion of the $7 trillion. And it's not paid for. It's not paid for. Let me repeat that. Uh, the infrastructure bill that Republicans put forward in the House was paid for. So that's point one. Point two is that it is uh, only about $100 billion of the $1 trillion. So 10% is really surface transportation, bridges, roads, interstates. The rest of it is geared towards urban mass transit and rail <clears throat> and rail and water problems in big urban cities. And uh, immigration now, reform. Mean there's, yeah. Uh, well, that's <laughs> not to say that there's – well, that's in the 3.5. Right, right. In, in the, and the 3.5 uh, DACA was taken out by the Senate parliamentarian. And so, reparations. And on top of all that, $2 <laughs> trillion in tax increases. And Biden says he won't increase taxes on anyone making $400,000 or less, any family. 
That is untrue. He got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post for alleging that. This $2 trillion in tax increases will fall on families of all income areas and businesses and be a detriment to getting our economy back to full speed. Well, here, here's the other thing that it's going to do. It just came out yesterday uh, listening to the people uh, from the bank basically saying that uh, the president's people said this isn't going to cost anybody any money. It, you know, it's it's a, a revenue neutral, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the biggest true. lie I've ever heard from it's any party. Four Pinocchios, four Pinocchios. No hey. one. It's not. It's uh, it's uh, seven trillion in new spending, and they're going to raise taxes two trillion dollars. And some of their ways to pay for it are already falling through. Wayne said, hey, they wanted to let all the DACA people have legal status. Well, the, the Congressional Budget Office scores that as a positive. They come up with a – they calculate, oh, gosh, these people are all going to be in the country legally now. So somehow that's going to be a positive contribution to the budget. So this is just – uh, mythology, and on top of this, in the infrastructure bill, you can be making eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and you can still get a twelve thousand five hundred dollar electric car credit. Hmm. Or you can, you know, or what? reparations. We already subsidize. We subsidize electric cars now. I, I was curious, so I looked up in Arkansas. This yeah. is my new favorite stat of the week. We have four point one million cars registered in Arkansas. Hmm. Guess how many are electric vehicles? No, oh, couple thousand. Yeah, 1,711. So, you know, the private sector is moving towards electric vehicles. People are adopting them, and the private sector is going to decide if we want to put a charging station in the apartment complex, in a hotel, in a bank, at your garage. And this bill subsidized the federal government building charging stations all over the country for billions of dollars. I just think it's, again, one of those oversteps that's in the, quote, infrastructure bill. All right. Final question from me, and that is, how do we keep? How what do we do with the debt ceiling? What do we got to do with this? We've got to come to some agreement on it. You bet. Well, we don't want to default on our obligations. We never have defaulted on our obligations. And here's the deal. And this is what Mitch McConnell, the leader in the Senate for the Republicans, has stated: You control the White House. You control the House. You control the Senate. You have the full ability to raise the debt ceiling. You don't need any Republicans to help you do that. Why are you in a dispute about it? Because of these spending packages, because of these tax increases. That's why it's controversial. Democrats don't even agree to raise $2 trillion in taxes on the backs of the American people and spend $7 trillion. Mm-hmm. If there was agreement among the Democrats, shoot, no-brainer to raise the debt ceiling. So uh, Republicans are saying, why should we get in the middle of a Democratic fight on something we oppose? We don't support the policy. So this debate uh, will go on. But I have every confidence that good old Chuck Schumer will figure a way to do what he needs to do. Uh, And all that pressure, my friends, allows us to have a have influence that's disproportionate to the fact that we're in the minority. All right. Because I got, they are forced to come to us. Got to let you go, Congressman. Thank you for the time. The we'll talk to you next week. Well, coming up is going to be Congressman Bruce Westerman, and we'll be talking with him about what we were talking in the finishing up of our 
uh, interview with uh, Congressman Hill dealing with uh, government spending. And that's what David Lucas wants you to think about as well. Are you concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar? Uh, This is why millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Uh, You know, I just want you to know that David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock understands your concerns. Don't let 1970s style inflation destroy your retirement. And when they say that, they're talking about the Jimmy Carter era and how inflation went out of control during that time. Learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, IRA, your 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. The folks at David Lucas Financial work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, joining us from Washington, D.C., Congressman Bruce Westerman from District 4. And, Congressman, we just spoke with the congressman from District 2. I'm uh, expecting to hear a lot of the same things from you, uh, being a Republican, uh, as from him. But right now, we got a hell of a fight going on in Washington, D.C., dealing with the budget. I mean, a huge fight. We have one party, the Democrats, that want $3.5 trillion have already got a, an agreement for Republicans for a little over a trillion, and a trillion has already been spent. We're looking at $5 trillion over the 4 point whatever trillion we take in every year uh, for our budget. You know, how do you talk sense into this other party? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they want to listen to common sense, but the numbers are actually worse than you said. Dave, they started out with three and a half trillion, and that bill is actually up to about four point three trillion right now. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, and to be fair to them, to be fair to them, they put some very onerous tax cuts in there. To uh, and, and I haven't seen the CBO score yet, but they're going to basically reverse the uh, the Trump tax cuts to to try to pay for part of that. I think um, I don't even think it'll be half of it, but. On top of this reckless spending, they're going to uh, raise taxes extraordinarily. And you know, does that sound familiar? Tax and spend—it's uh, an old uh, ploy that, that Democrats are very good at. Then you've got, like you mentioned, the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill, which most people agree there's some infrastructure work that needs to be done. But this one was cooked up totally in the Senate. I'm on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. The bill never even came to our committee. So there will be no debate on the bill in the House other than on the floor where they won't allow any kind of amendments because if it gets amended, it has to go back to the Senate. 
which is the way historically infrastructure works out. The Senate passes a bill, the House passes a bill, you go to conference, you work out those differences, and you've got a final product. Mm-hmm. So even infrastructure, they've managed to make that extremely partisan. And on top of all of that, September 30th is tomorrow, which is the last day of the fiscal year. So uh, there is no uh, like normal budget. The, the budget you hear about is just the budget for the Green New Deal extraordinary spending measures they want to do. Uh, now, Pelosi did put together a continuing resolution to um, keep the current budget in place past September 30th, but she conveniently also put the debt limit suspension in there um, to try to mask what they're doing in the big spending bill. And that's what Mitch McConnell has said, uh, thanks but no thanks, we're not going to pass your CR and give you coverage on raising the debt limit so you can pass this four and a half to five trillion dollars extra that you're wanting uh, to pass. So now I'm hearing Pelosi's going to do a, quote, clean debt limit suspension bill, which I think McConnell's also going to tell her thanks, but no thanks, because when you do a suspension, and French probably talked about this, but um, the, the suspension is through December of 2022, and it doesn't say what the limit will be. It just says the limit's going to be suspended. But if they are forced to do it in the reconciliation package, which they want to go everything else on their own, they have to put the number in. So they're going to have to tell the American people, not that they're just suspending the debt ceiling, but what they're going to raise the debt ceiling to. And it won't be just a cover to get them past the midterm election. So, yeah, it's a uh, very complicated uh, fight that's going on up here. And hopefully Republicans will will stay strong in it and Democrats will be further exposed on how bad they are at uh, at governing. And, you know, all of that going on also with uh, what we're finding out about Afghanistan and how uh, inept the administration is. Well, that was I, I made mention of that in the first hour, that if people had not watched uh, that time when the generals were sitting in front of the uh, Senate, uh, you know, Military Appropriations uh, Committee, and we're not hearing some of the things that were said by those generals. I mean, they they kind of tried to protect the president by saying, well, I, I don't think that it's right for me to talk about some of the things that we talked about in the Oval Office and things of that nature. And, and they were just covering his butt. There was no... You could see on their faces what they wanted to say, but they they didn't say it because, as you know, if you once you become a general, it becomes all political. If you want to stay a general, or you want to move up in the ranks of generals, you know that that extension, that extension that you're talking about there, Bruce, is it? You know, I'm hearing a lot of people out here that that said said let the federal government shut down. And let's see what happens it because you'll expose what the Democrats really want out of it. And I'm hearing that more and more from people out here that are conservative. They're saying, let's 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 do it. We you know, we can we know what we have to do. But and then but you're gonna have to they they'll they somebody has to have to flinch. 
And I, and I believe it'll be. The, I actually believe that the Democrats have to be the ones to flinch, especially if they're trying to slip something in on that on the extension bill. They're already starting to flinch. That's yeah. why Pelosi's doing what yeah. she's doing. She's yeah. starting to feel the heat. Let me just well, go they're, back. They're in control. They're. That's the exactly House, right. They got the Senate. They got the presidency. It's their responsibility uh, to govern. And. I was proud of our Republican conference when the CR, that's the continuing resolution right. to fund the government at the current levels with the debt limit suspension came before the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans put up a goose egg on it. So it got zero Republican support that's good. Uh, in the House. That's good. And that's hard to, hard to achieve. So we're, uh, we're pretty unified on that. I'm, um, the infrastructure bill there'll probably be some republicans vote for it if it comes up for a standalone vote uh which that is our leverage that we have on them so i would i would hope people would uh would hold off on that too but um i'm afraid we'll lose some republicans on that one (laughs) well you know it's interesting that uh you know the the president said that inflation would be a short-term deal Federal Reserve, a couple of members at Federal Reserve came out and said yesterday, no, this is going to go on a longer period of time than uh, what, what we initially thought. That sounds a whole lot like what happened during the Carter administration. Mm-hmm. Except it's much higher stakes than it was in the Carter administration, and that was bad. I, you know, I was a kid when all that was going on, and I remember um, – uh, double-digit inflation yeah. rates and double-digit interest rates. Uh, the the difference between Carter and what Biden's dealing with is when we had the inflation, we didn't have a massive national debt like we have now. So the way you bring inflation down is you raise interest rates. Yeah. And <clears throat> we can't do that now with $28 trillion in debt, you start raising interest rates, and pretty soon every tax dollar you're collecting is just going to pay interest. And yeah. that is, that's going to drive inflation even higher. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm wondering, I'm wondering uh, uh, what this Bitcoin, I've, I've been kind of watching it a little bit, this encrypted money. And I'm just wondering, I understand that, that you can't track it and you can't tax it until it actually gets changed into cash. And that's uh, and that concerned me that if if you got a currency out there, and I know that the Chinese are also looking at, at trying to gain that that advantage as well. What how's that going to affect the taxpayer? You think, or how do you think you know the tax paying scheme? Well, there's a I'm by no means a Bitcoin expert. Uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of uh, uh, perceived pros and perceived cons uh, for Bitcoin. And uh, you keep hearing more and more about legislation in uh, in Congress to try to regulate Bitcoin, but uh, I'm not sure how that would all all play into it. To be honest, uh, but I need to study up more on Bitcoin. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you asked French that question. But he's he's a lot better on those financial services issues. Yeah, we'll 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 test you on this again next week, uh, Bruce. Okay, so <laughs> that's right. This, anyway. is, this is this is like a pretest you used to have in school. We're going to give you a, 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 a kind of like a, a sample test. Yeah, we'll give you a pretest. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk I, further. I, I've read a lot about I've read a lot about Bitcoin, but uh, I don't. Uh, 
I don't I'm understand it. I'm just telling you. Right now. I'm going to be one yeah. of the first per- people to tell you I don't really understand it. I know there's some good things about it, some bad things about it. We'll we'll talk about it in the future when we both have re- read, uh, read up some on it and know what we want to talk about. All right, so 13 minutes until 8. Let's get our final break in here, and then we'll come back, talk further with the congressman uh, about uh, issues that are out there. Uh, the uh, uh, red flag law that was floating around the other day, and we'll talk about that. And was it anything to really uh, be concerned about? We'll talk about that when we return. East End Towing wants you to know they're members of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. Uh, they are licensed and insured tow operation. You want the tow operation that you do business with or have them towing your car that they are, of course, insured because if anything bad happens and it affects your car, the insurance will cover it. And then uh, all of their trucks are permitted and meet minimum standards. That's East End Towing. Their phone number, if you want a good quality tow company to take care of you, is 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. 8849 Patrick uh, McIntyre and the good folks at East End Towing are look forward to helping you. All right, we've got nine minutes left here in this half hour, nine minutes left in a Wednesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll be uh, talking with Harding University in the first uh, uh, hour of the show. You'll want to hear about that. It's going to be, how do you become a licensed dietitian? We're going to talk about that with folks at Harding, something I think that you might find interesting. And uh, we'll have uh, Senator John Bozeman on tomorrow, talk to him about all of this dealing with the uh, debt ceiling and and things that are going on right now uh, up in Washington, D.C., along with the uh, uh, the car guys. Duck will be here. Joe will be here answering your car questions and they'll get you answers for that i did want to remind you about monday we're going to talk about uh the tax plan that we're seeing coming out of the democrats uh david mitchell's going to be on from uca and the arkansas center for research in economics and he'll uh, he'll break it all down for you make sh- and he's going to be on for all two hours of the show on monday with the power panel so You'll want to join us for that. With that all said and giving you some uh, future things to look forward to, let's go back to Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman. Congressman, we're getting some uh, West Coast rain and even snow up in the Sierra and uh, Sierras and things of that nature. That's got to be good news for the people that are fighting the forest fires out there. Oh, yeah, that moisture uh, works miracles on fire. So, uh uh, that's that's much needed. We're, we're needing rain in Arkansas too, uh, mm-hmm. or at least we were last weekend when I was home. Uh, so maybe some of it will move over uh, in into our neck of the woods. But it is extremely dry, uh, and uh, it was hot out in the west when I was out there earlier this summer. And we're seeing uh, you know the perfect storm with these mismanaged forests that have poor health and uh, being stressed by the drought. And uh, we're seeing massive uh, fires that are destroying not only forests, but uh, billions of dollars of property as well. Yeah, mismanaged water, too. 
Yep, uh, you've got you got all the above there. Um, uh, you know, I was on a flight the other day and sitting by a couple flying into to Little Rock from California. They were selling their home and moving to, to Arkansas, and they were telling me about the woes in California. You know, they're losing the uh, seat in Congress the first time that's ever happened since California has been a state. Uh, so, you know, people do, uh, uh, they do vote with where they buy their homes and where they choose to live. Uh, of course, the the big Democratic vision here is to make, um, you know, the country under all the same kind of onerous taxes and regulations and voting laws and take that choice away from people. But I'm grateful that our founders had enough foresight to to you know, have a federal government, but to also leave that uh, state sovereignty there uh, so that we could do things differently and we could show, uh, you know, in one area of the country that something works better than it does in another area of the country. Well, there's been some questions about the uh, defense uh, authorization bill and about possible red flag laws written inside of it. Well, what are what are your are you thinking about that section 529 of uh, hr 4350 are there legitimate concerns about red flag laws there yeah there's several things that are of concern in the uh, the ndaa just like there are every year um or there was last congress with the democrats in control they put these provisions in in the house and the senate uh, because it takes a 60-vote majority in the Senate, they get stripped out in the Senate. There's also a lot of Republican wins in the in the bill, and it was actually a, a bipartisan bill uh, that came out of committee. So the vote in the House was to send this to conference, where the uh, uh, the red flag issues with the military. This that all had to do with military courts. It didn't have yes. to. Do with anything else and the uh another one i've got a big problem with is women in the draft and there are a few other items in there that um that will be taken out in the in the conference or else because it's got to come back to the house for a vote it'll lose a lot of votes if it comes back to the house with with those things in it and as the the ranking member on the natural resources committee uh there's parts of the ndaa that uh, are under the jurisdiction of our committee and some amendments that were put in the bill that uh, I'll be able to strip those out so other ranking members on other committees will have that same uh, that, that same agreements in place that if the chairman and the ranking member don't agree to these provisions, and then they get pulled out of the bill on, on the amendment especially. Uh, and then you got the backstop of the Senate requiring the 60 votes in the Senate uh, to pass it, so there's a uh, uh, you know I know a lot of people saw that and got outraged that the House passed it, but it it wasn't the final passage. It's the part of the process where it goes to conference and we uh, we clean it up and then it'll go back to the House or the Senate. And that's the that's the way the transportation bill should be working, the infrastructure bill. Uh, but it's it's not the same. Uh, same thing because the the bill coming from the Senate is not being modified at all in the House. So all the House has to do is pass it, and then there's no need for a conference because right. the House totally agreed with the Senate. Is there a way you can? So uh, uh, is there a way uh, that you can get a um, 
to actually be proactive about it and get these issues that you know that's in the bill and get them out in front of your constituents ahead of time says this is what we've, we're up against and, and we'd liable to have a, an issue on it. I want you to know this is how we're going we're gonna to handle it. And, and giving that little, little heads up of, of how that process works. Yeah, that would help some yeah, people's we, we, indigestion. You know what we're saying, Bruce? It would help the knee jerking. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would it yeah, would we, really we probably solve a lot of the knee jerking. But that's that's the magic of the internet now. Is you'll get you'll get somebody wanting to create clickbait, and they put out a a half truth, and people jump on it, and mm-hmm. then our phones blow up. And mm-hmm. that that's I, I found that's the nature of of serving in Congress anymore. But there is a you know, we haven't lost our minds. We haven't uh, become anti-Second Amendment. We're working through the process to get a very, very important bill, the one that funds our military, passed, which, um, you know, in the big picture, Democrats really, a lot of them could care less whether that bill funded. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's very important. So uh, it's a process. We're working through it. And the uh, the junk will get taken out in the conference or else it'll lose uh, a lot of votes when it, even the, the, the ranking member of the armed services committee in the house a good friend of mine mike rogers has said he'll vote against it if it comes back with All right. without being cleaned up congressman i gotta jump in we're out of time we'll get back with you next wednesday right here on the dave ellswick show have a great day Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 